0: This podcast is a proud member of PodcasterWho'sWho.com, the who's who of podcasting.
1: You're listening to Music Sumo Podcast number 038. we We are, we are
0: darcy t and we are bringing you the music sumo podcast news yes we are let's see what do we got this week in the news well we got uh right off the bat we got a little britney news britney spears britney spears is coming back yeah she's on the
2: comeback she's uh been working out hitting the gyms doing all kinds of uh i guess um she's been practicing her uh, videos, you know, her moves and all that good stuff, getting ready. She's going to do some huge shows over at the, I believe it's O2 Arena
0: in London. Yes, apparently she's going to do a two-week stint next summer there. Wow, that's, uh, that's a long stint for a place that big. Yeah, so apparently she's uh, thinking she's going to be big enough on her comeback to fill places like that for that long.
2: I bet she'll sell it out every night. That's uh, She's huge and... Uh, well, actually she's not huge anymore. she's skinny, but she's uh, she's big in um, her music scene and people want to see her and she's all over the tabloids and uh, yeah, I don't know. she did um didn't quite pull it off the last time she did a live performance like on what was it the vm vma awards or MTV awards or something like that. yeah, that
0: was terrible. yeah,
2: she bombed. so uh, I hope she's working with some good choreographers and all that good stuff.
0: yeah, I hope I think by what we've been hearing, um, She's taking it a lot more seriously now than she was before, so she's she's coming back with a vengeance, it sounds like.
2: Oh, yeah. She wants that comeback bad. I would, too. I mean, look at what she's been through and whatnot, you know. Dragged under the bus. Leave Britney alone.
0: <laughs> Jackson 5. There were reunion rumors. Jermaine Jackson confirmed rumors that Jackson 5 are getting back together Going on tour and possibly recording a new album.
2: Yeah, uh, Jackson Five. We're gonna. They've been talking about doing this for a long time, and I think Jackson Five have gotten back together minus Michael and done. Uh, yeah, know, they
0: tried to do something a while
2: back. Probably done a fair near you or something at one point, but uh, I don't think uh, there's been any serious, you know, reunions. Uh, it would be cool to see Janet, Michael, everybody do the Jackson Five. That would be awesome.
0: But uh, I'm hearing from the uh, other side that uh, Michael says no to that. Yeah, apparently he says he is not going to do anything with the Jackson 5. In fact, he says, my brothers and sisters have my full love and support and we've certainly shared many great experiences, but at this time I have no plans to record or tour with them. I am now in the studio developing new and exciting projects that I look forward to sharing with my fans in concert soon.
2: Yeah, he uh, I don't know. Have you heard anything from Michael Jackson in a long time?
0: No, he's been out of the country, so he won't get indicted on anything. I think. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, yeah. I don't see Michael Jackson uh, making any big comeback. Uh, you know, unlike Britney, he's been away a little too long, and uh, I don't know. I think that would be a good start for him if he could get the you know an endorsement deal with his family members and go on a big tour, and it's
0: like the Pepsi Cola Jackson Five tour, and that's huge. Mm-hmm. At that it's yeah i mean anything that he's gonna be on is gonna be huge oh that would
2: be unbelievable and they could do michael jackson songs while they're there and a couple janet you know they could kind of do spinoffs mm-hmm. every single one of the jackson five have their own solo, so right but uh i think uh that, that's one of those ones it's another one where i don't think it it'll happen with michael just because he's such a unique guy on his own and uh really uh it's hard to put him with anybody including his family members otherwise it would have happened already right Mm -hmm. Uh, so i think uh you know maybe you might see maybe uh, michael and janet do something one day together or something like that but even i don't see janet doing it either she's huge making if she needed it maybe but she's making tons of money Mm -hmm. and uh her tour i mean we had we just did a report last week or the week before that she was suffering from exhaustion so obviously she's touring constantly and every single show sold out in huge stadiums so right i don't see her needing to be with jackson five it'll probably be uh you know if anything happens with that it's going to be some sort of recording deal probably not a tour.
0: Right. It sounds like Jermaine was just being hopeful there. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jermaine wants it bad.
2: Come oh, on. yeah. I mean, Jermaine probably calls Michael every day and says, well, come on, Michael, come on. Come on back. Yeah, please. let do a reunion please. tour. Yeah, and, and, then, and then you have to sit there and, and deal with, you're dealing with five family members. Two of them are much bigger than the other three, and they basically have to split up the royalties from that. So then you've got a battle of, you know, Michael might want, Seventy. Janet might want 20 and want the other to split 10, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's going to be a big deal. Right. But I I don't think, I don't think they'll tour. I don't see them all being able to tour together with Janet doing her own thing. Michael doing his own thing. I think it's going to be a, probably a a record deal. If anything, they might do like a reunion album. That would be probably possible.
0: Right. Recently, Neil Young pulled a performance at the forum in Los Angeles. Did you hear about this?
2: Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a, a neat deal. Um, you know, and I, I can relate to it a little bit. It, it's uh, basically Neil Young is a member of the, um, he's a member of the uh, union. Yeah, the
0: International Association of Theatrical Stage Employees.
2: He and his wife have been longtime members. Peggy have been long ter- uh, time members of that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as part of a music- musician's union, he had to honor the rights of his fellow workers. And at the same time... Kind of dishonors fans, and that's a hard decision. But he is part of this union, and they were having a strike at the particular place where he was at playing. the venue
0: that he was going to play,
2: and I think you know he 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 was very sincere with apologies. And knowing Neil Young, when he honors the show tickets, he will give them an awesome show. I mean, he's not the type guy to to shine people and not make up for it. He's a very honorable guy. So I think that that you know was a good thing. I really do. Not just being a, a union guy. You know, I worked in the union for a while um, before I pulled out and did my own thing. But uh, I think that when you are in the union, you really have to you have to think of your brothers, you know, not necessarily before yourself. But at the same time, you shouldn't cross that picket line when somebody else is suffering for something you stick up for. So I think he did the right thing. And it's not over. You know, it's not like it's the end of the world for those fans. They'll be able to see Neil
0: Young sometime. And, you know, I'm sure, like I said, he'll be back to play a show there. Right, yeah, it says that his publicist has declared that he's going to play a show sometime next year to make up for this one, so... Yeah, and hopefully by next year they mean a little bit sooner, you know, maybe January or February for these fans so they can get out there and see him. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, next year, that's kind of... Yeah, that sounds a little... <laughs> they should say that's next couple of months. But
2: he probably also has responsibilities and shows to play, and, you know, when any time an artist cancels a show, it's kind of like uh same thing as with sports. You can't just... Cancel the game and make it up next week. Their schedules to be honored, and uh, it takes a little while sometimes. Mm-hmm. I remember back, oh shoot, way back when when uh, Sublime came around and Bradley Noel got uh, he was sick or you know on some sort of drug binge, who knows? Mm-hmm. And they didn't play at the Great American Music Hall. Well, they came back almost a year later, like eight months later, and played and honored. You could still use the tickets from the first event. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, so I mean, that, it happens, you know, people miss their shows and they want to especially uh, i i know with musicians it's this kind of unwritten thing that man when you when you miss a show you go back and make it up at some point and usually they'll give the fans an either extra long show or you know something cool because of it you know maybe two nights or something instead of one mm-hmm. uh but it's it's definitely i i think in neil young's case he he didn't want to do that man that was probably really hard for him he's probably torn up over it but he had to, he had to make a choice on that, and if he crossed a picket line being a union member, what's the point of being the union member? So, very true. Yeah, I think I think on that he uh, he did the right thing, and I think the fans. I don't see anybody writing out on that. You know, when I read this little report, I didn't see any comments of all these angry fans. So it sounds like most people understood that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, after Neil Young, we got a little bit of uh, interesting news. We've been talking a lot about the. Uh, you know downloads on internets and the cost of music lately and
0: yeah the high price of music albums yeah and it seemed, stores and
2: it seems like they're pretty expensive huh
0: oh definitely you know i always think 15 dollars are around there for a cd expensive 10 dollars is more my price yeah and even 10 bucks you start thinking uh it's kind of you know it depends on the packaging like we've discussed before oh, yeah. of course
2: that's if you get a postcard inside and uh you know a cd and a you can make it at home, almost. You wonder why you're paying that much. <laughs> right, when you get exactly. nice fold-out jackets and stuff like that. New metallic album. That's a really nice piece of work. As far I don't like the production quality of the album itself, like sound-wise, but the uh, the the jacket and everything's really nice. You know, it's worth. You know, you get a really well-made cover with all the songs and pictures and all that cool stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, years ago, as you'll remember. When albums first came out to entice people to buy them right away, they used to slash prices for the first week or two. Just like movies. Like right. when you go to
2: buy a movie these days, a DVD, they do that.
0: Right. So, you know, for a new CD, it would be like six ninety nine for the CD for the first week or they something. They
2: still do. Actually, most record stores, I don't know about online uh, entities, but uh, mm-hmm. most record stores, physical record shops, do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when new albums get released on Tuesdays, if I go into like Rasputin's or Amoeba, you can get um, you're, you you usually get them for you know eleven ninety nine for a fifteen ninety nine album, things like that, or nine ninety nine for an eleven ninety nine album, uh, for the first week or two because they want to promo them up on their new release racks and they'll usually give them good rates and then they drop. Right, and it's the same thing with movies, but I, I'm hearing
0: that they're gonna drop them a lot more, John. Even uh... yeah, apparently Snow Patrol just released a new album on Amazon, and they released it for three ninety nine for the first week or two. Wow. And that launched their album directly into Amazon's top 10 buy list. And so when everybody went to the store, they would see them in the list. And so it actually helped them. It, was, yeah, yeah, it, it was... propelled them to the top. And then once that two weeks was over, then they were still in the top 10 and people were buying their album for the full price. And so they've, Good made marketing move, huh? they've done very well off of it. And there's, now um, other record companies have noticed their move and they're saying that they might follow suit and be releasing albums for really low prices for the first week or two. And we'll see, you know, I- I'd like to see them live up to this claim and actually do it. That'd be cool because then I can actually afford some more new music. Sure, sure. I
2: hear I hear tracks were going to be like thirty nine cents or
0: something like that. Oh um, well, yeah, to download instead of so ninety nine cents. They're going to be like thirty nine cents
2: that's going to be awesome i mean that that's a really i think that all things should be that way you know that when you when you first promo it give us a good deal if we're interested in it we'll go out and get it uh it boosts the sales all all bands and music companies want the sales in the initial week Mm -hmm. that's very important it it really that that, that's the record they want to recoup their
0: money as fast as possible well they
2: want to recoup their money and that's how the uh, statisticians (laughs) look at it i couldn't even say that but uh, that's uh, how these guys look at it. They want to see um, top earnings right away to them or when you sell an album right away. Mm-hmm. You know, you get bands like Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon that overall is a top seller. Mm-hmm. But nobody's going to sit here and go, Snow Patrol's album is going to be selling great 30 years from now, John. So, right. So they want to see initial sales right off the bat. If a band's hot and they sell their albums in the first week, then the record labels are hot. And they love that. So uh, I think you're gonna see a lot more of this with all the bands you're gonna and and especially with the economy the way it is uh nobody's buying anything right now and this holiday you're really gonna see it in the upcoming holiday season right so i think cheap album cuts are a way for the album companies to show hey we're laying off people but at the same time we're giving you a cheaper product so please try and you know support us
0: right and it gets the album out in more people's hands right away, which is good promotion for the album. So more people will actually hear it and go out and buy it. No I play. agree.
2: I think that's a great marketing idea. What Snow Patrol did It's kind of you know in in cue with what we were talking about last week with um, Radiohead and Nine Inch Nails putting these albums up and you know giving you uh, choices on what to download and what costs you want to pay. Mm-hmm. I think that that that's a good good marketing scheme, and they all seem to be doing very well from it. You know, going right out of that, we've got, uh, you know, MTV. You have all these companies on the Internet really battling it out with uh, because of the different companies are making you know so much money off uh, either videos or actual um, songs from bands that everybody wants to post their stuff on the Internet. And I just noticed that MTV is now posting all their videos on the Internet to kind of counter YouTube. Right, right. Because basically people just film the TV or record the video off of MTV and put it on YouTube anyway.
0: Right, and it's usually bad quality. And... Like,
2: I really, I don't think you can You could sit and play a game, I mean, and try and name a video and type it on YouTube. And I'll bet you there's some, you know, it might be a copy in a different language, but you will find a copy of that video available. Right. So it it's, uh, to counter that, MTV put up a good quality library of all their past videos and... You know, they're, they're available for free on TV, so why shouldn't you? I mean, I think it personally should have been done a long time ago, and the only reason they're doing it is because they've got competition, but,
0: you know, that's MTV for you. they yeah, they've I mean, been... this should have been put up years ago when they had video streaming available well, on the Well, MTV
2: was the forerunners of music television originally. You know, later on, it's gone on to VH1 and a lot of other ones, and Fuse, and, you know, there's all kinds of uh, mm-hmm. uh, separate movie uh, independent channels too but uh mtv were the forerunners they were not the forerunners on the internet with music you know they were tv and uh the other thing that mtv really crossed over to was the real world stuff you know they
0: really did uh forerun that stuff but right what excites me about this is i can actually now watch music videos on mtv instead of reality shows that's what i said is you know
2: it's funny because uh there was some movie I watched recently and I wish I could quote the movie cause I'm going to quote the line from it, but it was something like the guy was like, there's, there was music on MTV or, you know, it was like, uh, yeah, you know, there's um,
0: never music on MTV. Yeah. At least when I ever have it on.
2: Yeah. I mean, I used to remember coming home and watching MTV and seeing, uh, you know, just video after video. And then there'd be commercials and the commercials that would actually be pretty good because it'd usually be music, you know, surrounding it or about foods that you'd eat right. or something that you'd be interested in at that time or, up-and-coming albums things like that um i you know, used to love mtv just come home and watch well and i remember video. when the first cartoons you know they, they started off before the reality shows with cartoons on mtv Wasn't Liquid Television on MTV? Yeah, and they had, like, you know, they they start off with Beavis and Butthead and things like that. Right, But uh, MTV was, uh, they used to have, like, Halloween specials with bands, and they really, it's interesting how it's crossed over where it's almost all shows. Mm -hmm. And it's almost all reality shows, and it's uh, created a whole new genre. We used to, you know, dress based on the videos, and uh, we'd sling our guitars over our shoulders like the videos, right? Mm-hmm. you know I mean if you saw slash having it down around his knees I mean you know people 100 guitars are gonna come out and holding their guitar like that right you know hairstyles dress all of that now the kids are getting it from watching reality shows you know so I mean and it's not the best examples I'm not gonna pick on people but you know you're getting a lot of uh, it's almost like basing stuff on Jerry Springer sometimes and uh, <laughs> right I want to <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad MTV put their videos out. Yeah, it's a really cool thing.
0: They include it. The library they have includes more than 16,000 videos. And they also have exclusive MTV concert footage and unplugged performances on there, which is really
2: cool. That's cool. And I want to go back, like, on that. I'm hoping I can go back and watch, like, the Nirvana Unplugged and Kiss Unplugged. Some of the bands I like from their old, uh, you know— 15 years back, and I mean, when was the last time you saw an Unplugged show? I mean, maybe late night, and I also know they have, what, MTV2 now, and they probably do put some of that stuff on that, but I got so far away from MTV with all the reality stuff that I, I to be honest with you, the last I watched was, like, what, the Fuse channel or something like that? I watched some videos on that because they had more alternative stuff. hmm You know, hip-hop and uh, punk rock and hardcore, stuff like that. So, uh, I, you know, I'm getting away from that a little bit, the MTV, I think it, maybe it's just age too. You know, Right, <laughs> I remember right. my parents. What the hell are you watching that for when I was younger? And I maybe <laughs> what is that crap? Yeah, and my kids. It's funny they don't like the reality stuff earlier. Really, they're not maybe they're not old enough to get into that. But the video thing, uh, we have on-demand cable, and uh-huh. uh, the kids, the videos are available on-demand. So there's a whole libra- uh, library of them right there, and it's kind of like what you're saying with MTV. I think that, or what we were saying with MTV, that counters the like comcast on demand because you can just go on the online now and watch all of them but they're mainly fighting youtube but it's neat I mean, we could just click on any band and watch a video of them and there's a pretty good range of them i was surprised but uh, mtv also is dealing with uh, uh mtv and myspace are planning on making a lot of money uh coming up off their uh ads and videos yeah so.
0: they just signed a new deal with um this company called Auditude in Silicon Valley. And apparently, Auditude has this software that can kind of search through videos on the internet and see what music is playing in them.
2: Why didn't we invent that?
0: I don't know. Those guys
2: are going to make so much money.
0: And then based on what music is playing in the video, then they can then put up banner ads that relate to the music. I think this is how it works. Yeah. And then... uh, Based on, you know, what people buy on those ads, based on what music is playing, the artists will get paid through the advertising as well. Exactly. Through MTV and all this stuff. Exactly. It's like a really complicated thing but it the is. cool thing is they have this software that searches through the video and can tell what music is playing and then they put up ads based on them there's stuff and, like that
2: on the iphone too where like you can hold up your phone and like it uh, when a song's playing it'll identify it yeah that's there's an a application few, yeah there's
0: few applications that do cool stuff that's like pretty that.
2: cool I, I think the uh whoever designed that software is a genius i mean that is great and they deserve to make some money from that it's pretty cool uh i think there's every, everybody will be using that I mean mm-hmm. YouTube's gonna buy it MySpace is gonna buy it MTV's gonna buy it this guy can make some money so yeah or girl
0: I shouldn't say guy so could be anybody but the, anyway
2: it's it's a good deal
0: yeah except for the fact that now there's gonna be little ad pop-ups in the videos but yeah so far the way they've implemented them in other sites i haven't been too annoyed with it with the like the one-third banner at the bottom or whatever it is that just pops up and then you can have the option to close it real quick yeah and
2: i, I agree with that but at the same time any video i've watched on on line lately always has some stupid commercial before that you can't get past before oh, you watch yeah, the video. I hate those yeah so it, it kind of to me it's the same thing Where i guess it's a price to put, pay to watch it for free Right. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm watching a free damn video, so I might, you know, I'm not getting charged 99 cents for this or whatever, so I guess I can sit and watch the commercial first. Right, right. So it's kind of that, you know, if you're paying for it, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, hey, I don't want that damn commercial before my thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think that those little pop ups, uh, as long as they're not annoying and it's in the middle of your damn screen the whole time, then that's it's not bad. But if, if it becomes annoying, then I, I, I
0: wouldn't want it. Yeah, so I'll, I'd like to see how it's all implemented. Yeah, same
2: with me. But I think it's going to be more useful than anything. Uh, these guys are scared to death to scare you away to a competitor, so they're not going
0: to make it user friendly. Right. So let's uh, take a break real quick.
2: All right, we're going to play some music?
0: Yeah, definitely. At the beginning of the show, we opened with uh, our music sumo artist, Devin Shane, and her song, Tiptoe. Nice. And so let's stay on the Devin Shane kick.
2: All right. So Devin Shane on uh, now she's from a uh, North Bay Marin area. And I believe she's a, a blues infused uh, kind of rock. Uh...
0: Yeah. She does blues infused rocks with some spoken word. She does all um, original stuff. Cool. Yeah. And she's from uh, Marin, which is North Bay, San Francisco area. Right so... on the
2: other side of the Golden Gate.
0: Yep. Nice. So we opened with uh, one of her songs, Tiptoe. And now let's take a listen to motorcycle. Room, room. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah you like that yeah not bad yeah that was off for album eruption which can be found on the music sumo website at www.musicsumo.com cool so now that we're back
2: we're gonna talk about believe our video game section right
0: yeah our little tech geek section there you go and apparently activision recently admitted to guitar hero world tour their drums being flawed Man, I was just hyping those up last week. Yeah, what are they burning, kids? I don't know. That was the guitar. Oh. We talked about that last week. Yeah. I believe the drums are too sensitive. Yeah, I think you're right. The
2: drums are a little sensitive, and it's funny because I don't know whether you have some way to set them. That's something I don't, I didn't check out. But I mean, imagine you set John Bonham, you know, or Jason Bonham on those drums. You just know, pounding mo- on moving them, moving around the stage, or a little six-year-old playing them. You know, I mean, what? might have a little difference in settings so right maybe they're having some problems with that that people are hitting them a little hard and the sensitivities causing it to multi-hit or not hit at the right time they might have some issues with that there I'm not really sure I'd have to when I checked it out the little demo thing didn't have any issues with it but
0: yeah they're saying it has sensitivity issues quote unquote and don't they, we all yes and they plan to release a drum kit tuning tool very soon but in the meantime, if you're having problems, you can contact Activision for assistance. Man, it's like real drums. You actually have to tune them. I know. <laughs> I mean, come on. Pretty soon you have to restring your
2: Guitar Hero guitar. Come on, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have to take it in to get it all retuned and polished yeah, up and man. everything. Yeah, Come on,
2: man. I don't want to have to tighten up my, my drum kit, man. I want to be able Tighten your trust rod and your bass
0: <laughs> yeah. and, all the, and your guitar. And no, thanks. Yeah. yeah. it's This is getting serious. Yeah, I no, mean, I'm, I thought it was serious with the lights and... and Bog machine. Bog machine. That's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> yeah, this is getting out of hand,
2: people. Yeah, so we've got the Guitar Hero uh, now. So they have some drum problems, but they've also, you know, added a ton of artists. I know it's kind of like these. Uh, it's like a record label. They're signing up artists like crazy. Mm-hmm. So they have, uh, oh boy, they have tons of them. Like uh, Jimi Hendrix, Three Eleven, Almond Brothers, Beastie Boys, The Cult, Metallica, Ozzy Osbourne michael
0: jackson and nirvana yeah they're signing a lot more artists for guitar hero world tour
2: so that's that's pretty cool i think uh the more bands these things get the longer they can keep going you know if you have the same uh catalog it gets gets old quick
0: well yeah and it's great for the video game manufacturer they get a lot more sales this way because they attract a lot more fans you know they got a much more broad selection of genre and artists so a lot more people are going to be um, liking this game and want to pick it up and play those artists' songs. Oh,
2: sure, you're gonna and you're gonna see those artists uh, doing their own things too. And uh, now I hear there's—I think we were just talking before the show about the spinoff. The Beatles are doing a spinoff, right? Um, I believe they're being sponsored by Rock's—it's um, Rock Band, but they're not. It's like you use your Rock Band instruments, but it's a Beatles game and everything on it's Beatles. And they're
0: just kind of using the Rockstar setup, right? Is that how you interpreted that? I believe so. What's happening is the Beatles are teaming up with Harmonix, which is the developer of Rock Band, the video game. And they're developing a Rock Band style video game that has the Beatles catalog in it. So you can play Beatles songs. Um, I'm not sure how the peripherals are going to work. Like, if you can use your um, the Rock Band instruments that you've already purchased, or if you're going to have to purchase all new instruments, w- instruments, which would be terrible because now you've had to purchase, you know, how many instruments for how many versions of the game now. So,
2: I know they're going to appear in an interactive uh, format, though, and I know they've actually been working. <clears throat> pardon me, they've actually been working with. Um... Uh, Paul McCartney Ringo Starr uh, Olivia Harrison uh, and Yoko G- Ono Giles Martin, and Yoko Ono yeah so um, I think that's um, that's pretty cool and it has something to do with Apple right? I believe well, Apple's yeah. involved
0: well yeah Apple Corp that's not Apple Computers Apple Corp is um, is the record the record yeah. company that so, owns the Beatle catalog so that's stuff, pretty so.
2: cool I mean that's all back to the you know original stuff so right. uh, I think I think the catalog there that you'll get is wonderful, and uh, most of us are Beatles fans, so that that'll be a huge
0: seller. Right, but I, as as I believe we kind of touched on, um, it's not going to be Beatles Rock Band. It's going to be just the Beatles video game. Exactly, you know. But it's going to be designed by the people who make Rock
2: Band. So, like, you turn it on, it's not going to say Rock Band or anything. But Rock band. it's just going to be Beatles and sponsored by whatever, and. Uh, these Beatles songs, but you're going to be able to use your rock band instruments on it is the way I interpret it. And I might be wrong on that. So, you know, that's my interpretation of what I've been told. Right. By the press releases. Right. So that hopefully uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm not, I don't have a rock band, so I'm kind of bummed. I'm hoping that maybe they'll make a crossover mm-hmm. being that it, they're making it for, to me, this would be the cool way to make those games rather than each band make them exclusively for guitar hero or exclusively for rock band they should make their game based on their own thing like you know the the aerosmith game and then it's available on everything that way you can mm-hmm. they make more off it eventually and it's not exclusive and more fans can get it right but i i know that the, the beatles is one that's one of the hugest catalogs out there every everybody wants their hands on that so if rock band locks that up that's a that's a really good deal yeah that'd be cool and next, it'll be like, uh, let's see, Ozzy Osbourne. You're going to see like Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne catalog, probably that kind of combo. Uh, I think you're going to see probably some sort of 80s combo. I don't, you know.
0: What about like a, a Guns N' Roses? Oh, yeah. Like I could see new Gun- Chinese democracy. I could totally see Guns and Roses doing a rock band package with well, all the guitar noodling in those songs.
2: Well, and. and, and- <laughs> And slash and axle are no dummies i mean that would be a great way to make money without even having to do anything together shoot all you'd have to do is each show up and do a little bit of uh recording and see you know interactive stuff and then you're done and the thing sells and you're making money right so that that i think you're gonna see a lot more bands doing it i know you know eventually like i bet you led zeppelin will do one rolling stones could do one that would be another great way that they don't have to go on tour to make a ton of money why not go into the studio for a couple weeks and do a bunch of stuff for a Rock Band too, or a Guitar Hero and make a couple million, you know? Right. So, what else do you have this week, John?
0: Yeah, well, that was the end of our tech geek news, I guess. Ah. But we got our What's Odd This Week.
2: Oh, What's Odd This Week, John?
0: What's Odd This Week is a man died in London, which isn't so odd, except for the fact that he, got, he died from inhaling anthrax. And... What was happening was he's a drum maker, and he was handling animal skins. Ah. And apparently there was some anthrax in an animal skin that he was stretching when he was making drums. And he inhaled some of the anthrax, and apparently he has passed away. They have quarantined, quarantined his flat, and they're hoping to have it all cleaned up and and everything but they believe it came from the animal skins he was working with.
2: Yeah, that's scary, man. Yeah. That's uh you know, I think there was I was reading that article and a little farther down it was saying that uh somebody had died previously um another drum maker oh, 20 years ago or something from the same thing. So mm-hmm. I think that if <clears throat> if you're dealing with exotic uh, animals and things like that and making skins out of them you really should, uh, I, I know nothing about drum making, so to be honest with you. Right. But I think that that's something that you really should be cautious with and uh, make sure, um, you know, you're doing the right things. Maybe, you know, you need to get some sort of protection to do that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, have,
0: I, I have some friends that are big into drums, and so, especially Nolan. Nolan, if you're listening, watch out for the anthrax, man.
2: Yeah, hell yeah, if you're making your own drums, dude. We don't want you inhaling no anthrax. That's horrible.
0: Yeah. As absolutely. Uh, I hate
2: to hear about that, man. This, this guy sounded like he was a really creative guy, too. He was uh, an artist and uh, did, like, paintings and made all kinds. I think he made other instruments besides drums, too. Mm-hmm. And he had a flat, and everybody said he was a really, you know, pretty cool dude. And uh, sad to hear that he died. Uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy news, but... It's sad in a way but that's just that's weird man i mean right you know you think of making a uh, instrument doing something you love and you you know die from anthrax and here we're <laughs> hearing all these things in the news about guys you know sending anthrax in letters and this and that right so that's that that uh, that's scary that is weird man and let's see what was the other weird one uh, well it's not weird but um yeah it just led into just our, our obituary, our obituary this... section the section i just love to do man but uh right. yeah i think that um, uh, the Def Jam uh, VP uh, committed suicide last week.
0: Yeah, Shakir Stewart um, died this past Saturday. Yeah,
2: and he uh, basically uh, he took the place of Jay-Z, I believe, uh, when Jay-Z uh, went off to do whatever. And uh, I believe that... Uh, I don't know what, what problems he was having. I mean, that's something in his personal life, obviously. But uh, they found him um, deceased at his home, uh, in his bathroom, I believe or bedroom from a gunshot wound and
0: yeah uh, self-inflicted, gunshot self-inflicted wound self-inflicted gunshot wound so he was also, obviously he was depressed people say he wasn't himself in the weeks prior to uh his death that's and what so... they said
2: and that's exactly what i read from that and that that's sad I, I i hope that um you know his family uh his children and did he have kids
0: uh, I do not believe yeah. so.
2: Well, I hope uh, anybody in the family, you know, that that's, uh, wish them the best. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much our obituaries this week. I don't think we have any more, fortunately. That's uh, one thing I wish we could take them off, but it seems like somebody in the music industry dies every week, so uh, hopefully nobody dies next week and we won't have to report it. <laughs> right. So um, let's see. Now it's something a little bit uh, brighter. Let's go into our review section. This is my favorite section, personally. I love reviewing stuff well that's because you've gone to shows and that's well, the best part it's not like i'm you know self-proclaimed i don't want to sit here and be like yeah i go to shows and i know more than you but it, i like going you know when i go to a show i like to talk about it i think it's nate you know we all when you go to a movie you're going to talk with your friends hey that movie was good and mm-hmm. i liked this actor or i disliked this actress or blah 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 and uh you know i think it's uh, the same thing with music when i go to a show i'm sitting there and I don't necessarily pick apart shows because I take them for what they're worth. And sometimes you're going to see shows that the bands are much better on their albums and they're trying to do a live performance. But uh, I, I like to be able to review them, man. So I'll always look forward to reviewing them. So first of all, man, let's review. Uh, I, I Last week we missed something, man. And I, I when I walked out of here, man, I kind of slapped myself in the forehead and go, man, I talked to John about this, but I forgot to... Well, we were sitting here doing the podcast, I forgot to ask him uh, some questions so everybody else could hear, but uh, John worked the uh, Bridge School Benefit uh, down at Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View, California. Yeah, in Mountain View, California, and uh, we talked about the Bridge School Benefit and uh, what a good cause it is. It's a really good show, usually.
0: Put on by Neil Young and Peggy
2: Young. And Yeah, and, and uh, it's it's a really cool show, and uh, one of the coolest things about it I'm going to mention, that I'll let John do their view, is that... They let the kids from the bridge school up on the stage to watch. They have the best seats right. in the house for the show.
0: Yeah, they, they have um, a riser behind the band and all the kids can come up and sit up there and watch the band right on stage with the That's band. so cool. Yeah. So um, it's a really special time for them. But it was a great show this year. It had a ton of great artists, um, including Cat Power, Wilco, Smashing Pumpkins Neil Young uh, Whole mess of people And it was really great Actually, um, Josh Groban was there And played a duet with um, Smashing Pumpkins Which was quite amazing I'd have to say I was really surprised Wasn't
2: Jack Johnson there too?
0: Jack Johnson was there He was awesome. Really cool guy. What you see on stage is him in real life, which was something that really blew me away. Uh, A lot of artists, no matter what, a lot of them put on somewhat of a show. You know, they put on some makeup or what have you. And to me, I don't know if he was wearing makeup. He didn't look like he was, but what he wore up on stage was what he wore all day like it's what he woke up and got dressed sure. in and it was sweatshirt jeans and sandals and it you was know i've heard
2: that from anybody who's ever dealt with him every article i've read super
0: laid back super surfs cool like uh, every yeah, day he surfs all the time a bunch of professional surfers were at the show um so it was a lot of fun you know and he had he travels with a lot of family and stuff he's just really down-to-earth guy so it was a lot of fun that's cool Yeah. And there's just a lot of different artists there uh, with a lot of different entourages with their family. And everybody was getting along really nice. And everybody played really nicely together. Um, at the end of the show, there's a, they always play a finale with all the the bands up on stage at once, which was always very special. So
2: Cool. So they did a finale at the end of the show, like with everybody up on stage?
0: Yeah, totally.
2: Oh, that's cool, man. And I know at the end they have all the kids and all the parents, at least when I've been there in the past. That's
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you haven't been to Bridge School Benefit, you gotta go. It's always a ton of great artists.
2: Well, that's what I heard. I mean, you you uh, sent me some pictures and uh, told me about all the acts, and it really I was bummed I couldn't go, but I had some prior commitments. So right, that was one you can rub in. Yeah, totally. But uh, you should have been there, man. <laughs> that's one of those ones. <laughs> yeah, that's one you have to be there for. Yeah. So next year I'm going. I think I'm going to make plans ahead of time. So, yeah, I, I got to go to a show uh, last week that I really enjoyed. Um, I got to go see a, the Revival Tour, which features uh, Chuck Reagan, uh, Tim Berry, uh, Ben Nichols, and uh, Tom Gable. And uh, all these guys are in other bands. You know, They've all basically been in you know, Hot Water Music, Lucero, Against Me, and um, Avail. Mm-hmm. And uh, these guys all did acoustic sets. And what was really cool is how they had a basically they had a, a stand up like bass player who used the bow and stuff. And they had a fiddle player and they had a steel uh, pedal guitar um, Oh, interesting. pedal steel. And those guys were up on the stage pretty much permanently. And one of the guys switched over to piano a little bit. And uh, I think the pedal steel player played a little bit of piano as well. And all the guys' guitars were up there, and they just kind of came up there. And like one guy would play for a while all his solo stuff and his band stuff. And then the other guys would come up and do songs with him, and they kind of mix and matched all night. And at the very end, all four of them played a song together. So it was kind of fun. It was a, a really good show. It's neat to see these guys doing stuff after their, you know, longtime punk roots. Um, most of their songs were really good. Uh, some of the guys I weren't as into before, I'm really um, you know, finding myself checking them out on iTunes now. Uh, they actually recorded. They made some really cool posters for their shows, and they sell them at the shows for like 5 bucks. Mm-hmm. And they, um, they also have a, a really cool compilation that they recorded for the tour. So oh, I thought that cool. was really neat when a band does that. And you can buy—I mean, the four of them actually went into the studio together. It wasn't just like a— a mix of the four. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, see, I was very disappointed because uh, I didn't buy that, and somebody else did. And I was talking to the guy after the show when I was walking down the street, and he bought it on vinyl, and I saw it under his arm, and I said, oh, man, you know, I was going to buy that that album, but I figured it was uh, the like a greatest, you know, it was each of their couple songs, the studio versions of those songs of each of the guys who was on the tour.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He goes, oh, no, they recorded – You know, they all went to the studio and they recorded these together and stuff, versions of their own songs. So I'm like, oh, man, I wish I bought that. So
0: Oh, that's cool. So it wasn't like, um, you know, each of them had a song that they did single by themselves. It was all of them that played together on each song.
2: Well, without hearing it um, right then and there, you know, to be honest. uh, But he told me, I guess he asked the guy and uh, I didn't. I, you know, I wasn't aware enough to ask him. I just kind of looked at the CD at the stand. Right. But
0: um, it was, that'd be really interesting if they actually went in and each of them played on each other. Well, the songs.
2: pictures on the album actually were all of them together. So they at least huh. did for the photography for the album together. So now that I'm thinking about it, it leads me to believe that, you know, when I did read it, it was like a couple of each of their songs. And I think that they did it just like they did the concert where they each played a couple of their songs. And then you know together and the guys you know one of them would do backup vocals on it like they do live or whatever you know right they had like a part where on one of um tim berry songs where his sister would usually play the violin uh, like chuck reagan came in and played harmonica so you know i think they did all that stuff on this album so it's kind of interesting I, I i'm gonna try and see if i can find a copy of it somewhere
0: mm-hmm.
2: but anyway the show was really good uh they you know it went on early. And because they didn't have, you know, the 20 minutes in between each band, you know, it started at 8, like they said they were going to start it with, and it ended by 11, which, you know, 11.30. So you got a good three-and-a-half-hour show, nonstop, uh, great bands, and uh, they were really um, entertaining. I, I, I recommend this tour to anybody as well as any of these acoustic artists. Uh, they're, they're all top-notch. In fact, I've seen all of these guys besides uh, Ben Nichols by themselves and, uh, you know, paid good money for them, so... I really recommend that one. And then uh, uh, John and I got to go to a show together uh, last week for Halloween. We got to go down and see uh, No Use for a Name in San, um, I was gonna say San Jose. I wish I got to go to the San Jose show, too, but I missed that one. Yeah, they played there the next night. Yeah, they played there the next night. But we went down to San Francisco and saw them at uh, Bottom of the Hill. And had a really good time. That was a great show. They they were hilarious. They dressed as the village people and uh, just rocked the house. That was really cool.
0: Yeah, it was a really fun night hanging out with them.
2: Yeah, for Halloween, uh, you know, you couldn't beat it. And uh, I, you know, I really uh, it was it was a great party. Everybody there. I I looked around the crowd and everybody was smiling and having fun and it was cool
0: yeah i always like the bottom of the hill you, you always get a good show there because it's so small so Well, and it was a great crowd too i mean everybody's really... also, you know everybody seems so friendly there like everybody knows each other even though you don't know you know you're all bumping into each other because it's so small but That's gotta it's got to be
2: one of my favorite places i mean i sit here and i go my favorite place every week but we have we're so fortunate we have so many good places and i know like the Very independence true. awesome and uh, you know Slim's is killer. I mean, I, I'd have to go up in my top couple. It would I just like be... the size of it. Well, and bottom it of the seems hill's intimate. To get good
0: bands in there too. You so, got it. I, I mean, so... that, it's great. It has a good draw and it's small. So. I agree.
2: You know, now we've been going to the park side a little bit, and they've got right. some good shows there. But I don't know. I, I really like. Um, I, I'd say if I had to say, my top place it would probably be bottom of the hill, and then I'd say Slim second, and independent third. Hmm. And, uh, you know, now the Parkside is probably creeping in there somewhere because they're getting some killer bands in there in that tiny little place. Yeah. And, and I like how they list themselves as the premier dive bar of San Francisco. That's <laughs> is pre- that how they list yeah, themselves Yeah, I think now? that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So, yeah, that was that was a great show. Uh, I, I know No Use is out on tour playing a bunch uh, of shows, and uh, you should go catch them. Great, sh- great band live. And, uh, John, you got to work another show uh recently and uh, we were just talking about we've talked a little bit about Madonna and the divorce and whatnot but I know you got to go um, see the show and it's one of those shows that you know I couldn't spend 400 bucks and I know you got to work it so you got to uh, you can review it for free for us but uh...
0: yeah Madonna just played two nights here in Oakland and you know tickets were going floor tickets were going for around $400 and I think the cheap tickets were at least $100 oh yeah at least and those are for nosebleeds but you know what I'd have to say that it's almost almost worth it because this production was the most amazing production I've ever seen
2: yeah I I hear you know what to be honest with you I watched the Madonna show I I can't remember what it was on it was either you know HBO or Showtime or some premiere thing like a year or two ago I think her last tour and it was really good you know, she has, like, uh, top-notch dancers and an automated stage, right? And uh, Yeah, fully automated so has stage, all that- so it
0: would reconfigure itself um, during certain wow. songs and stuff. You know, there was uh, the full main stage and then uh, a platform going out to the middle. There was a runway going out to the middle, and then in the middle, there was a round stage. And so as she would move out to the middle stage the whole main stage would reconfigure itself, so when she came back to the stage, there'd be a whole new setup that would go into the whole next song. Um, it was just continuous. One song into another. You know, they had trap doors and stuff, so people were popping up and be- being able to leave the stage and go change and pop up somewhere else. It was just uh, really amazing. I mean, they- she had 27 semis on her load-in, which wow. is just amazing.
2: Wow, that's that that it's amazing. So the people who I don't think anybody walked out of that show, you know, if you had $400 to go to that show, you probably were, were happy, you know, and the people who spent $100 were still, it sounds like everybody got a good show for their money. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, you was, know, I didn't cool. wouldn't spend that much money to go to a show personally, cause I don't have it, but you know, you're kind of, um, narrowing it down to only certain people can go to that show. Right, I and mean, I mean the people are scraping up a hundred bucks. Really, I mean I've sat in that place and it's big. And you would have a, I mean, a, for a hundred bucks, I, I'd rather spend the twenty-five and watch it home on DVD or wait till it's on TV
0: for free. I would agree with you there. I mean, I still think these ticket prices are way insane, but I can almost see on this tour, I can see where the production value. Where sure. You're oh, I right. see.
2: You know, like when when they bring a couple, you know, million dollars worth of a setup of a stage. Then, then you go. Hey, I understand why you're charging. I mean, we don't sit here and argue. I'm bummed about more like bands like the Eagles, man. When you go see them for 150, 200 bucks, and you know you're getting a a, a light, a, pretty much a stage light setup and trust in the band. And you right.
0: know, I mean, this show, Madonna show, had you know uh, more lights than I'd ever seen. On any show. And then she had lasers and giant video screens. Shocks that were with lasers? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. And what's great about the, her show was, uh, you know, most bands, they put in a stage and they convert the stage into a show. Yeah, that's And what that's she cool. did was she converted the whole stadium into a show. She had lights. It seemed like everywhere going off in the, the crowd cool. and everything. It was, oh, and I it heard was she wonderful. did like
2: kind of a punky version of uh, what was it? Uh, Borderline, Borderline with her yes. own guitar. There were pictures of that with her holding the guitar in the newspaper and stuff.
0: Yeah, it, it was it was it stood, it stood out quite a bit to a lot of people because a lot of the show was really bass heavy kind of dance music because that's what a lot of her new stuff is. And then all of a sudden, right in the middle of the show, she just broke it down and it was just her and the band, her on electric guitar, and the band behind her, and they did kind of a punky version of Borderline, and that kind of stood out to everybody because it was a lot different than the bass-heavy, overdriven stuff of the, of the whole show preceding it. And so. that's
2: cool. And when she plays, she does a—I uh, don't think she has an opening act. She does a whole performance herself. No,
0: the, you go to the show, and it's Madonna. So
2: that you know? that's pretty cool. I mean, if I was a diehard Madonna fan, you got to think. She comes around every two years— You know, if you're a diehard, diehard fan, then you spend that money to go see her. I kind of personally feel that a hundred bucks for a floor ticket to be close to her would be, you know, a good fair price for that. Maybe 125
0: because of the setup they have. Um, yeah, for the setup but for they have, I could, I could yeah. justify a $100 yeah, for and I'd, I'd buy that. I, I would almost justify that, and I'd buy it probably. So, But the $400 is a little much. Yeah, that's the way I feel about it. But that's, it is a great show, so, I have to admit.
2: I, I'm going to probably check it out on DVD. My wife's a big Madonna fan, and uh, I'm sure we'll watch it. You know, I don't, I don't mind. I like watching it for more of the production quality. It's really neat to see what they do and how fluent the show is and how they move you know like he said the people on and off stage and uh, uh not that i know too much about or anything but the last time when she had her show i mean she had some of the best dancers you know i think they must you know scour the earth for the best uh Dancers possible? Yeah, for the, the show, dancers so.
0: were amazing. She had just over a dozen dancers, I believe, just dancing their butts off the whole time. Break dancing and spin yeah. on their heads and do all kinds doing of, crazy, all kinds of so, yeah. crazy flips. And
2: when she changes outfits, about twelve times. And yeah, uh, yeah.
0: she's constantly changing. She comes and popping out in up a car,
2: and... Rolls Royce on stage or yeah, something. Yeah, right
0: at the beginning of the show, she started the show with candy shop, and the beat goes on, and it was really crazy because. She started the show coming out in a throne and they started dancing and doing all this stuff. And then she disappeared for a second backstage and all of a sudden they came out and I think it was a Rolls Royce, this bright white, really beautiful car just came rolling down the stage down the runway to the middle of the auditorium and then it was on this big platform that rotated and so it started rotating and all the dancers were like dancing on the car and doing flips off of it and stuff it was it was pretty cool i mean it was over the top that was sounds crazy. pretty cool
2: yeah i was reading the article that she played uh eight out of 12 songs off her new album hard candy and she threw in you know um into the mix all of her hits so she kind of did strip down, you know, Vogue stuff and Midway. I mean, that's I'm just quoting what the article said. I'm not too much, you know, yeah, I don't know she, what's she better did, than what on Ford Madonna line, stuff. What, yeah.
0: Like we said, she did Vogue and Like a Virgin. I think Holiday was her encore, right? I believe Holiday was her encore, yes. So,
2: you know, if you were a Madonna fan, you got your show's worth. And I'm sure if, you know, if you could afford, if two people went for $800, I'm sure uh, they could afford it and enjoyed it. And if not, uh, I'm sure it was a one-time experience that somebody's probably going, I'm so glad I got to do it, so... But, uh, yeah, so that's cool that you got to see that, man. I I wish I could have uh, been on the side of the stage watching that. That would have been something else. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I got some pictures, so... We'll have to check that out. So uh, what do we have um, as far as music sumo uh, artists coming up? These are our upcoming shows, and uh, we're going to try and cut them down a little bit and give more uh, frequent updates. So we'll do them every week for like a week or two out. And uh, I know as far as uh, music sumo artists come up, we've got uh, Michelle Lewis... Who we've talked about and played some music from. Uh, she's a great music sumo artist. Uh, from, uh, I believe she's from Massachusetts. Is that right, John?
0: Yes, she's from the Boston or, area. Oh, yeah,
2: I know she's living there, right, at least. Yeah. Okay, so uh, she's got a show coming up Thursday, November 13th. She's playing the Vine Wright Grill at Brookline, Massachusetts. And uh, once again, go out and see Michelle Lewis. She's a great act, and uh, she's wonderful live. All right, John, we also have a uh, music sumo artist, full-time beret. Uh, he's playing some shows uh, coming up, right?
0: Yeah, he's doing quite a bit of stuff coming up. I believe he's um, doing stuff, some stuff in the San Francisco Bay Area and then heading north on a West Coast tour.
2: Yeah, yeah, he sure is. In fact, uh, November 8th, he's playing Michael's Gelato down in Palo Alto, California. And then November 16th, he's playing Jasper O'Farrell's in Sebastopol, California. And uh, after that, he's got a bunch more stuff coming up. But we're gonna kind of keep you guys cliffhanging every week. You gotta check back. So uh, maybe next week we'll list. You know, we'll list uh, a couple more weeks out. So you need to get tickets. We'll give you a little bit of time, but at the same time, we don't want to sit here and list everybody's tour dates for the next two months. So uh, we look forward to uh, the upcoming shows. And uh, I know we've got a uh, John. If you have any uh, shows you want to announce, as far as. Uh, up-and-coming major events before we do our little contest update
0: yeah let's see here some upcoming major shows we got coming up in the bay area are katie lang saturday november 15th at the paramount theater in oakland california nice yes let's see here uh not so silent night uh an annual event that's here in the bay area is going to be... This year, it's going to be at the Oracle Arena in Oakland, California, and it's going to have The Killers, Death Cab for Cutie, and Franz Ferdinand with others, I believe. Wow, that's... Now, that's sponsored. That's Live 105, um... Live 105.3 FM. That's a good lineup. They put on the concert, yes. You know what? Live Nation.
2: However, I looked at... I just read that, and here you're announcing this concert, and I hate to come in as the critique here, but, uh... (laughs) This uh, this concert, I looked at the cost, man, online because I thought you might maybe I take my daughter to it. She likes Death Cab for Cutie and France Ferdinand and whatnot. And I thought that would be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's sixty bucks or fifty-seven fifty for a floor or lower bowl ticket. And it's like thirty-seven fifty for an upper ticket, and you've got like those fifteen dollars per ticket service fees
0: that we discussed last week. So
2: basically, you're spending seventy-five dollars to go to a floor seat for that, that for floor ticket
0: general admission. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so I don't know. I man. thought it was I, gonna be like a thirty-dollar ticket. Well, and or I'm something.
2: disappointed to hear that because I've been to some of these shows in the past, and it's usually like twenty-five bucks. Right. You know, and That's you get what all those I was bands. I don't know whether times are tough and they don't anticipate many people coming, but, or maybe I looked at the ticket prices wrong. Maybe that was a package or something. So mm-hmm. forgive me if I've misquoted that, but um, yeah, check that out for yourselves. If you're interested in going to see the live one Oh five, not so silent night, I believe they raised the price a little bit. And, uh, you know, if, if, you're interested in see, you know, they do have some pretty quality acts, but, uh, I think that's, it's one of those things where I, I'm not interested in spending that much money, you know, to take two, I'm not going to spend $200 for two people to go to a show, you know, where Especially one of those shows where each
0: act only plays twenty minutes, thirty minutes, right. and you know, yeah, they do play short sets, but you do get to a lot of see a lot of different people. If, exactly if that's what you're into with so. the big
2: bands like that. Like one thing I really liked about that little show with the revival tour mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, you you had little bands that change. They didn't have to have even set changes. So like with this thing, you're gonna have four set changes in between those bands, man, and that's twenty, you know, ten, fifteen minutes in between each band. And uh, you know you're losing an hour, hour and a half of time at that show with set changes. Right. I mean, and, and maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have a revolving stage. I've seen that at a couple of these shows where they have like a band set up behind another band, and it literally spins around, and the other band's ready to play. So it's kind of neat. Yeah, those the revolving stage.
0: Those very rock. Cool I idea. mean, that's.
2: I mean, who wants to sit there? I understand bands need breaks and stagehands need breaks, but if you have the technology where one band can play, and you can turn around to the next band. Sh- people are gonna go get refreshments and use the bathroom wherever they want. Nobody wants to go at er- all at the same time during an intermission. That sucks. Right? Have you ever seen the line to a girls' bathroom, man? Lately, the, the it's been like in fashion for the women to go into like men's bathrooms or something because they have to wait in so you know so damn long in the women's bathroom. Mm-hmm. So that that's like uh, you know I don't know these shows, man. I I'm I'm not too big a big too big a fan of the stadium shows to begin with, but I don't like it when they charge a lot of money when you got to sit far away, man. Right. So anyway, here I I just uh rain totally on your parade down, there, man. <laughs>
0: cut down on that show that we just talked yeah, about. Yeah, I
2: just, man, I, I like to make people aware of what things are going to cost. But you know what? When you go to buy tickets for that, you're going to find out anyway, I
0: guess, but... I just wanted to announce that because i actually checked it out and i was kind of disappointed right but there are a lot of good bands planned: the killers death cab for cutie and more so you are hearing if, if you're into that those bands check out the ticket prices see if it's in your budget and go check it out oh
2: i agree and i have friends that would like go oh, pay you know 40 bucks to probably go see the killers by themselves but um you know that's to me that's a lot overall right so uh let's
0: see what uh, you had a contest um last week and i believe we had a winner we did. We had a music sumo contest winner last week for the Dean Markley Music Suppressor for an acoustic guitar. And the winner was Jason from Milpitas, California.
2: Cool. Congrats, Jason.
0: Yeah, very cool. So yeah. we sent that out the other day to him and along with some little added music sumo goodies. I cool. hope he enjoys. Cool. And um, we have a new contest this week. Oh,
2: cool. New contest.
0: Free Brand stuff. new contest. New free stuff. So this week, we're giving away a CD. And it's a CD by The Trespassers, and it's a sample disc of theirs that includes some stuff off their album, The High Lonesome Rambler, which you can pick up at musicsumo.com. But it also includes some live stuff from a radio performance they did uh, last year. So it has some really cool songs that you can't really find anywhere else right now. So, if you email us at podcast at musicsumo dot com and say I love the Trespassers in the subject line, and then in the body of the email include your name and your address, you will receive a. If you are the first person to do this, you will receive a copy of this sample disc. Wait a minute! I just got a
2: pen. What was that again? What was the email again?
0: It was podcast at music sumo dot com and you need to say i love the trespassers you have to say i love the trespassers in the subject line and let us know your name and address in the body of the email and we'll send you a copy of the sample disc
2: my name's mary jane from (laughs) coma
0: yeah you want that thing don't you (laughs) it's a good
2: disc i haven't heard that one you haven't. You're going to have to play that for me uh, when we're done with the show. Oh,
0: totally. I, lo- I love the whole thing. Hey, it's, I'll, t- I'll tell you what.
2: How about as the outro? Why don't you play one of the songs from it? Could you do that? We can play one of the songs in the outro. Would that be cool? I mean, why not? We can do that. Why not tease somebody? Or All play right. a little bit of the song, like iTunes. No, we're not going <laughs> to no, like tease that. people like that. No, play play the whole song, man.
0: Put, put one of the songs from the mix on so they get to hear. Alrighty, we'll do that. So we'll throw in... Um, we'll play right now we'll play the trespassers yeah we'll play um I, I like they play b minor swing it's a live version of that b minor swing is
2: probably i'd say probably my favorite by the trespassers
0: so we'll we'll throw that on right now
2: i didn't think you're gonna throw that give them something that good so yeah you guys
0: get a killer tune as the outro so we'll, we'll throw that on there and also i want to throw on a one other song by devin shane so, awesome. Let, so let's throw on uh Silver Dream, which is off her album Eruption, which you can find on musicsumo.com right cool. now. Cool.
2: Both good songs, so we get two good songs, a little bonus on the way out here. So, that's right. And once again, email us, you know. We love to hear uh, we've heard got a couple emails recently about ways to uh, uh you know, somebody said cut down the
0: updates a little bit and things like that. So, yeah, we're still working on the format of the you show, got working it. out the kinks, you know. So, we, we got some production stuff that we're working on, so it'll get better and better. So keep on listening and shoot us some suggestions at podcast at musicsumo.com. Hey, have a good week, Johnny, and uh, I'll see you next time. Sounds good. Take care, everybody. And remember to always have fun.